Okay. Quiet in the studio. Graham, you're not here until I say you're here, okay? Got a nice introduction for you, sir. Here we go. Well, hello there. This is Jonathan Starkey, a.k.a. AbFab, or a.k.a. the super genius of this podcast. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I can see people are just laughing in the background. Well, laugh away. Unless you want to sound like Mickey Mouse. Anyway, here we go. Right, okay, we have that fabulous man. He's back. He's firing on all four cylinders. It is Mr. Mark Hartley, a.k.a. Stats. Hey, Mark, how you doing? These things, I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys? Oh, well, well, we're all right, but we need to ask a question. Did you send in a sick note for last week? I did. It came by pigeon. Mm, it must still be in the post. Royal mail, eh? Yeah, along with the pigeon doo-doo. Anyway, okay, we know that the Raven is in. Say hello, Steve. Yes, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're having a great week in chaotic Britain. Um, hope you're getting your spare rooms ready to accommodate people pouring in illegally and the government's about to uh, possibly render your household to accommodate all these people. Uh, just one other final question. Just like a little bit of a welfare check. Just like to ask our leader, our landlord, Jonathan, are you still in pain with your arm? Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> there is justice in the world. All right, and see, Trevor, you see, he's used up all the music now, and we're coming to the end, and we're going to introduce the gazelle. Say hello, Trevor. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all our listeners. And we've actually got an extra six million listeners now, because they've all left that, uh, what's his name, Bland. Yes, he's come across to us. <laughs> so we've got an extra six million listeners, so hi. And also... And especially for everybody, and for Humza, guess who we've got in the house tonight? What? Come on. Is it really? Here he is. The plot, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's forgot who's come on. This is the man. This is Humza himself. No, I'm lying. It is the cutter. Mr. Graham Cuttle, very glad to have you back on the show, sir. It's very good to be back on the show, Jonathan. With you fun four fellows, I'm looking forward to a fun night with lots of Fs in it. Oh, yes. Gun roll. <laughs> All right, that was a gunshot. Evening, Graham. <laughs> evening, Graham. Good evening, Good evening, sir. Good, good evening, you. Graham. Fantastic to have somebody sensible on here for once. Oh, really? I'm hardly sensible, Trev, uh, Steve, but thanks very much for that. Does anybody, let's go straight into the roundup, does anybody remember the sitcom Bread? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, Jean, Jean, Boyd, Jean Boswell. Yeah, who played Nellie Boswell, she's died. Oh. She was, eight, no, sorry, 91. 91. 91, wow. Wow. I can't believe it. And she was very, married to a very, very famous composer, her husband. Freddie Boswell. Boswell. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is just so typical. So typical. All right. What about Thames Water? Okay. Schools to close as London suffers water outage. How about that one? We for the best. They might learn something at home. Nationalize right. the water now. Let's get the job done. Let's stop this nonsense going on. Well, totally agree. It's going <laughs> to. They say it will take some time for the water system to refill. 
refill one? Is there, a, got a, is there a water shortage? What? Is it a shortage or is it just bad management? Bad management, I would say. I mean, these people, they're interested in profits, but they're not interested in real service. Go ahead, Mark. It's going to be a race between the schools flooding or falling down because of the concrete. Should be interesting, shouldn't it? Just be swimming around in ruins trying to do the work. What a mess. Absolute <laughs> mess. I, well, I've got nothing uh, really, really positive, you know, to actually comment on the Shock. roundup because this is silly season and it is bad news all around. What about the off-gem chief who warns the Brits that they're going to have to face the reality of energy bills being as high or worse this winter than last year? Worse. Is that because we're paying for hotels to house migrants, Jonathan? <sighs> Yeah, well, they ain't paying for the electricity, are they? Because they've all, they've all got the thermostats turned right up because they're used to warm countries. Oh, all. yes, indeed. You know, they were iguanas as well in a past life. I'm mm-hmm. pretty certain of it. But anyway, so it's Jonathan Brearley. He's delivered that stark message to everybody. And he said the industry is fully focused on protecting households. Well, how can they be protecting households if they're actually, well, in my view, they're ripping people off? I mean, the standing charges have just gone beyond reason, really. And uh, one one energy supplier, Octopus, has said that it, it, they're actually, they don't think that the standing charges are fair, so they're going to be dropping their prices by about 8%. Now, I know that you're with Octopus, Trevor. Have you got any good words to say about them? Uh, no, but I can give you a, an, an exact figure because I've just been looking at it for the last three years. All right. Now, you know I don't have much eating on. We all, it's, it's, I, I don't use gas very often. Yeah. And my bill has gone from three years ago for my gas and electric, all combined, it was £700. Then the year after, it went to £1,038. That's a bit of an increase. And last year, it was £1,400. So it's doubled completely in three years well the one thing i've noticed i don't know whether anybody else has noticed it as well is that the car insurance uh renewals have gone up and so house insurance renewals have gone up Mm -hmm. and they are they're not backing down now because i called up and i said ask them if there was any discount for good manners (laughs) they said well, the point is you're asking for that, to be honest. I said no, and I said, well, I said, you can get lost. I said, I'm not paying that. And then it was, go compare on there, and it got a better deal straight away. So they, yeah, Other platforms for services are also available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put it in. And we don't have sellotape. We have sticky tape on this program, but you can't see us using it to put around Steve's mouth, but it doesn't work. Anyway, ah, right, okay. Now, the mayor, as our man in London, Mayor Tusi calls him, Sad IQ, <laughs> which I, I think that's great. Sad IQ instead of Sadiq. Okay, that's for you, Steve, the explanation, in case you didn't get it. All right. I, di- I did get it. Oh, you did just, get it. Oh, that's yeah. all right then. He's, his initiative, he calls for car, dairy, and meat ban by 2030. This guy is absolutely nuts. Absolutely. Does that include halal, yeah? <laughs> Bring it on. Graham, do you think that's going to go down well in Scotland? It's a bit of a worry just now with the Welsh government 
doing this 20 mile an hour speed limit and all sort of build up areas and I know the Scottish government's going to follow suit very shortly. Now, Sadiq Car will probably do the same in London, so they're just grinding the country to a halt slowly but surely with cars and it's it's bonkers. They're trying to take them off the road, absolutely. They don't want car ownership. Don't forget, it comes down to the mantra of uh, everybody's favourite man, Klaus Schwab, you will uh, own nothing and you will be happy. Really? Is is that a case also that they want to keep all of us in the areas we were born? Because if you have no car or no method of travelling and public transport, of course, will just get through the roof. Is that a case that they're just condensing us all into the places where we were born and nobody will travel about anymore? That's Actually, right. I mean, how are we going to get to Scotland to come down and see you? And you're sit down walk, and have Jonathan. a pint? Come up and see us. We're up, you're down. Oh, sorry. Yeah, come up. Yes, we've got to go up in the world to get man. to Scotland. What was his name? Norman Tebbit, was it? Yeah. On your bike. On your bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On your bike. Yeah, but Where only at 20 miles an hour. It's going to take us three days to get up there. He can ride faster than 20 miles an hour on a bike. Graham, you talk about what you're referring to here is clearly... Um, Agenda 2030, the United Nations Agenda 2030. It's actually designed to facilitate everything that you've just been talking about, including 15-minute cities, where it's been sold to people, by the way, that it's going to be great because everything that you need to live your life will be available to you within 15 minutes of where you live. No, that's not the real plan. The real plan is to contain people in cities, draw them out of the countryside, to maintain the countryside as a form of uh, uh, control and sustainability, blah, 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 and all the rest. And they want to control people in cities by bringing in further restrictions and control measures and surveillance measures, and it's total totalitarianism. Orwell was well ahead of his time, and that's what it is. Indeed. The key word there in everything is control. What do you think, Mark? Do you think we should actually try to instigate the right to bear arms? Oh, many have tried and failed, I'm afraid. We need to do it because I can see a complete and utter civil unrest in this country. Mm. That's, that's interesting, Jonathan, because I think we are at a time in history where the people will have to make a choice whether they're going to rise up or they're going to sit simply sit down and allow this to happen. Is the army going to allow it to happen? I mean, are they watching? Well, I mean, I'm beginning to wonder who's watching. I've been reading up a lot of uh, uh, stuff by Jordan Peterson, um, George Orwell, and various other people who are talking about what's going on and predicted what's going on. And what bothers me is the fact that we have a nation that is so fixated by football, reality TV, trash culture a lot of people are so ill-educated to what's going on how do you get the attention of the nation before it's actually too late for them to do anything about it well you're starting to see a pattern in that and i'll come to it in a, in a moment but going on from the army remember now mi5 is military intelligence incarnation five and The Conservative Party have dropped two MP hopefuls after MI5 spy warning. What about that one? So the Conservative Party have dropped two potential candidates to become MPs after MI5 warned they could be Chinese spies. It has been reported. Wow. Wow. Mm. 
It comes as ministers continue to face questions about allegations of espionage in Westminster after the arrest of a parliamentary researcher on suspicion of spying for Beijing. Just two. You couldn't make it up, could you? Well, I don't wish to sort of, how can I say this uh, without sort of, um, I don't know. So it's back to the chippy, basically, for them, isn't it? It is. It is. And the only spying they're going to be doing is on salt and vinegar. Best prices. Okay, it didn't go down very well. All right. <laughs> I am, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing silently. You're laughing silently. Yeah, thanks very much, Scotland. Well, I, I think this is actually quite serious. I mean, you, you, you've got people, external forces, attempting to, yeah, whether there's a connection for them to sort of uh, do this on their behalf and get into Parliament. It's absolutely shocking, this, what's going on, whether to what extent this has been going on, but these people are seeking to get into parliaments and they have possible connections right. as That's spies right. for foreign agencies. Uh, they're, they're trying to get into parliament to see if there's any common sense in there. Our chancellor's wife is on the Chinese payroll. Did you know that? I didn't, actually. She's on the CCP. What does she do for them? CCCP? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she spies on the chancellor. You don't know. You haven't got a clue. There's so much. I know. I'm off to Parliament tomorrow. I'm going to be looking for everywhere, in every little nook and cranny, as I'm walking along the corridors, I'm going to be going, is that a spy? Is he a spy? No, that's Steve Baker. <laughs> he looks suspiciously Chinese to me, but there you go. <laughs> suspiciously Chinese, but understands Northern Irish. What's the situation? Go ahead, Mark. The Chinese must have the best intelligence service, mustn't they? Because nobody knows what they're called. (laughs) You've got the FSB or KGB, whatever you call them, MI5, CIA, FBI, all that stuff. They just call it Beijing. Well, comments. I mean, the easiest way to catch them is just walk around going, and if they turn around, then that's it. You've got them. Where you weirdly been? (laughs) (laughs) a conservative party spokesman said when we receive credible information regarding security concerns over potential candidates we act upon them strange though but they can't stop the dinghies they don't have any credible intelligence about when they're setting off and they are still able to go but anyway the claims are going to fuel debates about the UK's relationship with China following the arrest of the staffer under the Official Secrets Act. Okay. I'm wondering if our Chancellor is going to get a divorce from his wife. Or will he be forced to get a divorce from his wife? Hmm. Mm. Something to think about. Anyway, okay, moving on, moving on. Labour is ready to open the door to the EU's asylum seekers. This could be one for us. Oh, Kel Surprise, oh my words, are we shocked by this? Hey, we're already doing that. Well, okay, so they're ready to open the door to the EU's asylum seekers in exchange for a new borders deal with Brussels. So they're going to open the door, but we want a borders deal. What kind of madness is this? So what, oh, I, well. think, what I think is happening is... He's testing out policies through the public and through the media to see what the public think, and then he's going to just like. Well, the answer is clueless. That it should simply come back immediately as clueless. Well, I think we need to test him for a brain. To be honest, first. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go with that. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> well, this is the man. I don't know Don't whether he still recognizes the difference between a man and a woman. Well, that changes every couple of days, doesn't it? Indeed. Okay. And he'll also commit labor to a deal with the EU that could allow the UK to return some migrants who are deemed to have no claim here. None of them have any claim here if they're illegal. None. No. Zero. Yeah. Sorry, just just to remind everybody, if their their minds have gone blank for the past fifteen years as to what Labour did, allowing millions and millions and millions of people into this country to EU membership and welcoming people from all over the world to swill their voting opportunities because the people at home are increasingly drifting away from these people. If anybody believes that this man. Leader you, of Labour and the Labour Party is the organisation to save this country from the, the Conservatives' betrayal and treasonous uh, behaviour. Uh, I'm afraid you're completely deluded. They're trying to do as much damage as they can before they're kicked out. And the problem is they're not actually winning any arguments here because they're not actually doing anything. They come up with a soundbite and that's it. Now, the thing is, it's not for the Conservatives to win. At this point, I think it's for Labour to lose because, quite simply, they are ahead. Labour are ahead of the Conservatives. Not because Starmer is any more popular, because he isn't. And if you look at the polls that are out, it will prove that. But what it is is just that nobody's interested in, in Sunak because they know that he's been, well, not quite telling the truth about things, has he? No. Oh, that's a surprise. Politicians well, are good grief. Now, we as reform came out of the trap slightly late, but we're uh, we're overtaking now. We're on our way. <laughs> yeah. So you're up to what, uh, 6%? Not checked for the last week. It could be well over, I don't know, 35% now. I've not checked. I'll oh, check what? <laughs> we, come out, like... we come out of the traps a little bit late, but we're, uh, we're zooming along. Just like the SNP. What are the SNP up to at the moment, Graham? I mean, are they... They seem to have sort of gone quiet. They're starting to rear their heads again. There was an article on the news uh, this evening and the gender reform bill is back on the table. Oh, mm. what? Just some, about to say some, that. Some judge advocate, whatever she is, has ruled that the British government was totally wrong and stopping the building through and all the rest of it, and they're going to challenge it again. So that's what the SNP are up to. They're back to their old shenanigans, spending the Scottish taxpayers' money on nonsense. Nonsense. Oh, you know, you, you can't believe that, can you? You can't believe it. Well, here's something that you can believe. Lee Anderson slams absolute loser Steve Bray after second company <laughs> had faces a strike-off amid overdue filings. And this comes... From Guido Fawkes. Okay. Now, you know who Steve Bray is. He's the guy that's always outside Parliament. Yeah. That Muppet with the megaphone. That's the one. Right? Yeah. Remainer. Is, that the, is that the stop Brexit man? Yeah. 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 He's done well, hasn't he? Yeah. His, his, his company was called Sodom Action Limited. <laughs> Good name, isn't would that it? Be, would that be Sodomy? No, Sodom. Yes. As in Sodom. Okay. You know, it's what was not, the company doing exactly? Because he just stands there know. on a green with a megaphone every day, so he know. wasn't really running it, was he? Well, according to Guido, it's not Steve's wow. first run in with Company's House, so he doesn't really have an excuse for sloppy bookkeeping. Okay, A previous iteration of Sodom was struck off after failing to publish its confirmation statement. It's almost as if 
people to comment there. It's almost as if he didn't want anyone seeing his company's filings. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> and uh, Lee Anderson, uh, he, he was asked to comment by Guido, and he said, Steve is an absolute loser. He's a pariah and a serial coward. Now he's run out of cash. He needs to pack it in. Stop hanging around street corners. <laughs> <laughs> And get a proper job and contribute towards society. Well, I know we thought he was doing a good job. Who? You. Who, Steve Bray? Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, I've got no time for the cretin. Absolute fool. Oh, no time for him at all, whatsoever. Ah, oh, well. Ah, oh, well. Go ahead, Mark. What you were going to say? I guess they're not going to do this charity boxing match then, because I would have loved to have seen uh, Lee Anderson um, giving him a lesson so to speak oh so would i so would indeed I. indeed now who thinks that joe biden is going to pardon his son hunter for the gun crimes he's been indicted for he'll probably pardon the wrong person because he is dumb uh, i know i live long enough to do it okay. he probably pardoned his dead son by mistake you know, the one who died in afghan oh no he didn't that one mm. well here's something for you quickie to, not to garner sympathy, but a quarter of musicians do not earn enough to support themselves. How about that? Is that why they're all busking in Glasgow City Centre? Correct. That's it. Is that anything to do with the mechanisms in the industry? Well, yes, I would say that it is. And you're going to start to see some massive changes over the next three years. And you can see that, you know, UK Music and the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Music, well... They're really doing their bit coming up with a, a series of demands that Parliament needs to take into consideration. And I'm not kidding you. It's just a wish list. They're not tackling the real problems about what's going on. You know, so these musicians, they're never going to be able to earn a good living at all. And they will always, always be on benefits because... They love music and they want to be able to do it properly, but they're not going to be given a chance to actually properly earn a living. And that's the problem with the big companies and the big corporates who have got into Parliament so well. And maybe if I see any of their PR people, I might be able to stick two fingers up to them <laughs> as we're walking along a corridor once again. But anyway, okay, moving on. UK is set for a new free TV service to take on Netflix as the BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and Channel 5 join forces. And the new name of it is going to be called Freely and it's going to be built into smart TVs featuring PSBs and other free-to-air channels. Does anybody think that the broadcasters, you know, the traditional broadcasters are worried you're on yes. about the lamestream fake smear merchants. Everybody. I, I mean, for them all to get together like that to create a new TV service, that means they've got to be frightened of Netflix and you know Prime and all the rest of them. They've got to be really, really worried. I mean, because and they're to, doing it for free. So how long is it going to be free? It's like this ITVX at the minute. Well, yeah. Live streaming. All free live streaming on ITVX. And they've just announced you can take up the premium. Yeah. Yeah, what can you, what can you do? I. It's, it's obviously, the, the BBC are going to. Oh, see. sorry. Go ahead. Say that again, please. I'm saying it's the old hook. They give you it for free, and you, you get you hooked on the television programs they want you to see, 
and then all of a sudden they start charging for it and yeah. you're hooked on it already. Mm. Yeah, it'll be like electric cars, Graham. Exactly. <laughs> what are they going to do about that? And when you when you talk about electric cars, there's no infrastructure. You know, on about I, electric cars, you've just sparked something off. Sorry, Graham. I've just um, I heard a figure the other day. So I've just been doing a little bit of research into it. So how long do the batteries last in a in electric car? About eight years, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they've got. Between 10 and 20 years. I mean, that's quite a distance between 10 and 20. Mm-hmm. And they actually um, give you guarantees for eight years. And when your battery goes, do you know the cost of the battery to replace it? 24000 Priceless. Mm-hmm. Hey? It's massive. Yeah, have a guess. Go on. The average battery is four, seven grand. £14,000 plus VAT. Yeah, quantify that against all the kids living in poverty, mining the cobalt. Yeah, yeah. but you think about it. £1,000 plus VAT after 10 years. Who's the biggest producer of the raw materials to make the batteries? Not us. Well, yeah, you're right there. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to know who it is? It's China. China. That's China. right. That's they Donald are the Trump biggest producer of all the raw materials that is required to make the batteries. So they are in prime position. And everywhere that China has gone in the world where those raw materials can also be found, they've been getting stuck into the governments and the infrastructure. They're not stupid. The Americans have just found a massive deposit in some uh, volcanic crater in their country. Yep. And Biden, through his offices... I stopped them from being able to do it, to be able to mine the stuff, to Come actually on, produce their own stuff. I, it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Go ahead, Mark. I was looking into this electric car issue, and there was some uh, estimates by a lot of the media saying it, 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 once all the cars go electric, it's going to take about 10% of the grid. But I found someone who did a little bit more research, and they looked at the worst-case scenario. So every car went to electric, everyone was charging them all at the same time, and the government didn't improve the infrastructure. Do anyone want to guess on what percentage of the daily grid? It's got, to be, it's got to be frightening if you're bringing it up like this. Well, I'll just put you out your misery. It was 60%. What? <laughs> so how are That's people going to like their homes? That was a worst-case scenario. So we're looking at the fake conservatives and useless labour, so it won't be far off that, will it? Let's face it. Don't worry about heating your homes as long as you, you can drive the electric cars. I'll just wave to them all in my petrol one when they're all sat on the side of the road. <laughs> well, they've just announced now at six o'clock, did you see it, breaking news? No. That they're putting it back from 2030 to 2035. To 3025. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's it's what's going on. It's, it's, it's like HS2, isn't it? It's just never <laughs> going to happen. Yeah, the Titanic was never meant to sink either, was it? We just don't have forward-thinking, intelligent politicians in this country with any idea of anything. Brilliant point made. Brilliant point made, because in the past, even with architecture, for example, the Egyptians, when they were building the pyramids, they knew that they weren't going to see them in their lifetime. They wouldn't be finished being built for at least 100 years. The same with all the buildings and the churches. 
you know, that we see now, the big churches, you know, the Norman churches, they knew that they weren't going to see them to fully completed. They built for the future. Go ahead, Mark. There was Muslim caliphates, etc., uh, who tried to destroy them and couldn't. So maybe we should get some uh, Egyptians to build our schools and stuff. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And did you know that, uh, according to one woman, that Britain was black? Mm. Right. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Everything throughout history, Britain was black and the white people took it over. <laughs> right, 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 moving on, mate. We're not going to talk nonsense like that. It's rubbish. It's um, not rubbish. They're rubbish. <laughs> we did. We never existed. It was black people. They may, did everything. You may laugh though, but this is this is the picture of history. Children again, again, they're going to know no difference unless we actually educate them properly. Which brings me to the point I was going to add on to what Jonathan said regarding. And I'm not racist. Je- I'm not racist at all. I'm just reporting. Uh, nothing to do with something that, that was actually Shut in facts, the press. John. Jonathan, you mentioned the longevity of things that were built hundreds of years ago with Indeed. the forethought and foreplanning of to, to do such things. Those people based those buildings and everything they did upon the foundations of solid principles, heritage, and passing things down for the survival of their country, their identity, for the future of their children. That is now being erased in this country, and we don't have a single politician or if we do they're very few and far between standing up for our way of life our history our heritage and preserving that for the future generations and that's what's missing now in this country i'm sick and tired of it i really am it's time it's time it's not down to the politicians anymore it's not down to the the authorities it's not down to the system survival of the the british people in this country the indigenous populations of this this united kingdom is going to be down to the people and enough people to get up, speak up, and do something about it. If anybody thought that I was making that up, the truth of the matter is, <laughs> this woman says that Stonehenge was built when Britain was a black country, and it's in a children's book, and that's what you're actually commenting on. And, you know, it's by a Nigerian-born British author, Atanuki. It also claims that every single British person comes from a migrant. I mean, you couldn't. Did you know though up? that uh, white people used to live in Africa and then the blacks came over and colonized us all? Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's well, it. That's so you can play that yeah, game. We, yeah. we, we took it all over. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a, a, a mayor, a, um, a <sighs> black woman mayor, the other day. Did you see it on one of the? Oh gosh, I'm not sure whether to put it up or not. Saying you got to you got to buy from from black shops. You've got to buy for one day. You only buy from black. Shots. Oh, she should be arrested because if somebody, oh, a white imagine, person, was saying imagine, this, it would be, saying be arrested. Yes. Yes. Anthony Joshua was saying this years ago. It's she said just, you could only use black-owned shops. And is she a mayor? Did you say she's a mayor? She's a mayor. Right. She's a mayor from wow. somewhere. I can't remember. Isn't isn't it? Isn't it funny a black-owned shop? Well, it was. Uh, sorry, what say that again, Grant. So what if the black-owned shop, right, has got white uh, shop assistants on it, but no black people, do you know if it's a black-owned shop? Then? You have to ask first. You have to ask. And, and then that's just... racist, something that you walk into a shop and say, is this a black-owned shop? No. What are you saying? Graham, oh, everything's oh. racist these days. It's like, yeah, I just I wish we didn't have to talk it. about the colour of people's skin. I get, I get accused of relentless. Daily basis, oh, they're just but relentless, though. It's, it, it's daily you know, basis. We, we get called the white supremacists. It's them banging on about it every second of the day. 
they're the only reason we have to discuss it because if they, if they just shut up it'd be fine yeah you know yeah. I grew up you with mean, people who the same like colours yeah. no I grew up with people who weren't the same colours I mean we never spoke about it it wasn't a problem but these grifters make a lot of money off it so they need to make it a problem don't they it's sad really uh, very very sad right let's yeah. move on and we've got another one here does anybody notice a pattern of things that are going on at, uh, at the moment where, with people who are attacking corporatocracy are getting undermined? What happened about Russell Brand? Anybody want to comment on that? All right, not everybody. Yeah. Don't crowd. <laughs> okay. No, I said, I said, does anybody want to comment? And then everybody actually jumps in straight away. Well, Mark. we do actually going to say you've used quite right. a bit of hairspray again tonight. Okay, muted. There you go. You were almost going to get through the show without being muted. Let the gas okay. go first. Go ahead, Mark. No, go on, let the gas go first. Go on, Graham. Okay, Graham. I'm afraid it's a case of now then, now then. It's Jimmy Savile too, honestly. That's mm. what that's all about. It's the fear of someone becoming so famous, so rich, so powerful everybody in that, those corporations is scared to talk up against them until some poor innocent person comes forward yeah. and says this guy done this to me and then the snowball will come and now they're all disowning him I've never liked the guy to tell you the truth I think he's an absolute idiot but hey ho well he's alleged to be a comedian I haven't watched any of the any of the uh, performances but he was met by cheers it was reported he was met by cheers at a sold out Wembley gig as he makes first appearance since he was accused of rape, sexual assault, and emotional abuse. Now, what I'm seeing here is trial by media. Yes. Now, if these so-called people that, we, that he abused had gone to the police first, then that would have been fine. But this was a trial by media first. They did this investigation and put it out into the public. Now, I think they should have actually taken their stuff to the police. That's the way it should be done. We don't do things like this. It's actually, there's a phrase for it, but I think it's called subjudice. Well, you could you, be but he, set in the scene. But the police haven't done any, anything yet. I mean, no. they, you know, and why are the people who are making these allegations, why is it taking them so long to come forward? Go ahead, Mark. I'm going to keep an open mind, a bit like I did with, uh, what was his name, Hugh Edwards and Philip Schofield. And apart from they were treated slightly differently, weren't they? Because uh, I heard this the other day, they're inside the tent, but Russell Brand is no longer. That's right. Just It just makes you laugh, doesn't it? Because apparently he was up to all this stuff when he was a raging lefty going around calling everyone Nazis, but they weren't bothered about it then, were they? No. No, but as soon as he says, stay free or whatever he says, now nah, it's a problem, is it? Mm-hmm. And you he's know, attacking the, the farmers, the yeah. big farmers. He's attacking I'm, big business. I'm going to keep an open mind, but all the hallmarks of a coordinated takedown are there for everyone to see. And it's yeah, not the first it person this has happened to. And there's various other people at the minute who've been speaking out about child abuse and things who are also being targeted like this. Well, I they, mean, it's they, been happening to Donald Trump for about seven years and all yep. his colleagues. Remember the judge? Was it Kavanaugh? Yeah. Same with him. Did nothing wrong. Is it, it's one, one thing about this, he's not actually denied the, the 16-year-old accusation yet, is it? Well, yeah, he has. He's refuted he has. it. He's refuted the claims, he, totally. He said it was consensual. Yep. No, no, there's, 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 there's been a story flying around that he sent the BBC taxi to, to pick the girl up from school. I mm -hmm. would remind you that 
the 16-year-old, that is the age of consent. Correct. Okay. It's, it's what I'm saying. He hasn't, even if she's 16, but I'm just saying, on that particular one, I've not heard him deny anything about it. I'm well, not saying, there's nothing wrong with it. If she's 16, then she's 16. Well, that's, he that's believes he hasn't done anything wrong, so that's it. And, well, I, yeah, and I'm not I mean, saying whether he has or whether he hasn't. It's what we're seeing here, it just smacks of somebody being taken down because, quite simply, he's saying the wrong things. Now, he's got a lot of followers, a lot of followers. Go ahead, Graham. Could you say the same that, that happened to Prince Andrew as well? Well, well yeah, mean, yeah, you could you could I mean? say that, but it was a little bit... Savile. All of them have been tried in the media before those have actually charged them. Yeah. So is this the way that these people are actually caught and brought out? Yes, as, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I mean, point. I, I, I personally have no time for Russell Brand. I don't like the fella. I've never liked him. I don't find him funny. And he's just he's just typically... This is purely because of his, his attitude and his arrogance. He's just a... I just don't... I can't take to the person. And as regards stopping him from being on um, <clears throat> YouTube and he, he's... Oh, he can't earn spy. anything now. They're, they're, they're going for his earnings to debilitate him in that way, well, so he'll the, find the, it difficult the, to fight back. The bloke's worth £30 million. That's not going to affect him. Well, it might do when it comes to the the cost of the solicitors, but the point I'm going to make here, and I'm probably Mark's going to make it, and I'm going to bring him in, is that don't we have a system in this country that you're presumed innocent until proven guilty? Supposedly. Go ahead, Mark. No, it's long gone, that, John, I'm afraid. People are just uh, hung out to dry in the media. It is trial by media. It's funny because on his little video on YouTube when he when he got wind of this and he sent him emails and letters, it wasn't just about these allegations. They also said his community festival should be stopped and he shouldn't be able to attack the lamestream smear merchant media. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. What's that got to do with se- sexual abuse allegations? Nothing. Nothing at all. And when we go back to the 16-year-old, I'm not excusing if he did it. I'm not excusing it. But um, the mother actually dressed the girl up and put makeup on her so she looked older and actually took her around to his. Yeah. So make of that what you will. Well, I believe one of them went to the police about 20 years ago and gave a statement, but apart from that, there's been no investigations or anything like that. So You're going around to the Michael Jackson thing then, aren't you? Where the parents presented their children to Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, they've done this to so many people. I mean, Alex Hammond, he he, he had the same thing, didn't he? And he was oh, go on, Graham. Comment on that before Graham comes in. It makes you think, though, this might be controversial. But was Jimmy Savile actually as bad as everyone's making out? Because he's not actually there to defend himself, is he? No, he was. He was. He was yeah. a bad guy. He was bad. But I'm news. not saying he wasn't. No, but the I'm media saying can't he is. twist he was things bad and news. make him so much worse. Indeed, you know. Go on, Graham. Anyone, I mean, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, likes of that, all yep. the rest of it. It's just, I appreciate what you're saying. Why does it take people 20 years to come forward and all the mm. rest of it? And I basically don't understand that either, but it seems to be accepted one law to do that, to accuse someone 20 years later on a, a crime they've committed against them and it's accepted. Yeah. No, understood. It's the Me Too movement that have uh, encouraged mm. that stuff going forward. Oh, look at Steve with his pen. He's got his pen. He's waving it on the air, in the air, on screen. I, wish, I can't wait for us to go video because when people see this, they're going to go, oh, he's so childish. Go on, Steve. Go on. Well, talking about what we are in terms of, you know, various things to do with, I suppose, protecting children in, in essence, 
What I'd like to know is why certain councils, including ours, uh, thinks it's fine to facilitate public displays whereby youth, as they're referred to, are invited to uh, these annual events to be subjected to rather, in my view, distasteful displays. Now, I'm actually in the process of drafting a letter to Cheshire West and Chester Council on this. In fact, I think you've got to send it to, it to Louise. Oh yeah, I'll, you'll you'll see it before it goes. She's our now. favorite, our, our favorite councillor, the one that well, doesn't respond to requests for information. I'm not sure it'll go to Louise actually, because I think it might be a complete and utter waste of time. But Uster or utter, utter. Now, Butter. I'm going to just one sec. I'm going to open up certain things in the public arena in Chester, and the reason is I am sick to death of people in public office failing seriously in duties they have in well, certain arenas. Again, I'm going to say, according to Vanessa Whiting, they are not legally liable to answer anything, and they can conduct themselves in any way they see fit, as long as it's not breaking any laws. That's well, so wrong. The, the, they can answer to their constituents in their council wards. When I pose the questions to them and they don't respond, I'll put it on leaflets. Well, it's about time that we started to actually talk about those councillors because the last story of the show is going to be about cabinet member and councillor has whip withdrawn pending investigation. Does anybody know who I am talking about? Yes. I didn't know he was into bondage. <laughs> oh, that whip. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. It's a good job that we've got legal. <laughs> it's a good job that we've got legal backing. Oh, anyway. it's a good job it was a joke, because these lefties have got zero sense of humour anymore. I wouldn't care lefties. anyway. I wouldn't care anyway. You know, if they want to try it on, they're actually going to make more of a problem for themselves, aren't they? You know, when they do that, because mm. it just it's just going to be like a red rag to a bull, and the bull being Steve. <laughs> Look at his face. Not, not in a way like this, you say. He means now, bullshit. He's I talking believe, bullshit. Go, go on. I believe this councillor is now, uh, due to various processes that have gone on, an independent councillor. Correct. And um, having had the elections in May, this is another one of those cases. There was another one just after the election in May, another Labour councillor who suddenly became independent. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody is a member of a political party and they resign from that party and... They hold elected office. Let's it's have simple. an election. They should resign. Yeah. They got elected on a particular ticket and they should resign. That's it. And well, exactly. Let's just set a scene for you. Cheshire West and Chester councillor and cabinet member has had the whip withdrawn pending investigation. Now, this comes from Cheshire Live, that great, wonderful, detailed newspaper. Basically, any time when you look at a story, touch anywhere, and it's like clickbait. It's full of ads and full garbage ads and it? everything like that, you know. But anyway, they say that he was the cabinet member for energy and green spaces and climate emergency. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he, he was voted in to represent the Upton Ward on a Labour ticket. All right. 
his listing on the council website now states that he is non-aligned independent, uh, but he's still listed on the Cheshire West Labour Party website. Yeah, it is. Right? So, uh, you know, so what's gone on there? Well, I sent him off an email saying, you know, if he wanted to come on to the show and talk about it and give his side to what's gone on, because there's obviously an argument gone on. Something's happened, you know. What did it, you know? Come on and tell us. Tell us what it is. Tell the people uh, of Upton. Yeah. Can you tell me what the difference is? Because she's done the same as well. This Jill Watson, she resigned from the Labour Party and became an unaligned independent. So they don't work with the independents. They are unaligned to the independents. That's right. They work with Labour. But they keep taking the money. Oh, yeah. They, they should resign and call a by-election because they were voted in as Labour. Correct. And she wouldn't get in, and neither would he, unless he was on the Labour tag. It's as simple as that. Go ahead, Graham. It was the same with the COVID Margaret up here, the MP for Rutherland and Hamilton West, the one that came down to the House of Commons when she had COVID and travelled all over the country and blah, blah, blah. She got withdrawn from the SNP and she became independent. She hung in there for about another year on the gravy train and then get kicked out eventually. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous. I agree with everybody. As soon as you stop becoming a member of that party, you should absolutely stop becoming an MP. You should get around, you should get kicked out and a by-election should take place. Yeah. I agree. Yes. I agree. Well, that isn't going to happen because these people can conduct themselves in any way, which way they want. Now, the thing I'm going to put forward is, is to say I would challenge... Louise Gittens and Cheshire West and Chester. No, not to a boxing match. Sorry, Mark. (laughs) I would challenge them to put all their councillors through a DBS check so that the public could be confident in who they're dealing with. Go ahead, Sorry, Steve. Josh, what's DBS? Data Barring Services. To It gives a complete check on their background to find out whether or not they've been up to anything naughty in the past. It's a police, it's a police check, basically, isn't it? Yep. And, I, and I, I also suggest that all MPs should have it. I keep saying this about Charlotte Nichols. Mm-hmm. We, we call that Disclosure Scotland up here. It's basically the exact same thing. Neither of That's it. Yeah, exactly. Steve, you're going to break that pen. What do you want to say? Uh, in relation to this subject of DBS checks, I think the council and the council leader should actually set a precedent as an example Indeed, that everybody is not only fit for their role, fit for their purpose, but also they are of honourable character and, and also of suitable character in such a manner that they are safe for all of the public to fully engage with. Now, given the fact that we've had all sorts of situations all over the country where people in positions have uh, misused those positions, and not forgetting the very serious and very sad uh, events over at Chester Hospital recently, I think the council leader, I think every public institution has a responsibility 
to engage in a process to ensure that if you're in public office, you are fit to be there. Now, it's funny you've mentioned this because I've nearly finished a letter to our MP on about seven different subjects. Oh, yeah. One of them is to call the MP to attention in respect of what we've just been talking about and call the council to have every single councillor fully DBS checked. Yeah, because you do not know who you're talking to. I've been banging on about this for quite a while, but I'm going to state it clearly, and I'm going to take a snippet of this, and I'm going to send it to Louise and about you know uh, 300 other contacts you know, within Cheshire West and Cheshire East, because we don't know who we're dealing with here, and also there's a conflict you know, within that story within Cheshire Live, because we hear uh, on one side that he's had the whip taken away from him with uh, Councillor Bryan, but then they actually turn around and say, Councillor Bryan's resignation comes after Labour Councillor Jill Watson jumped ship just weeks after the May election. Now, they're saying he resigned. Now, what is it? Did he have the whip withdrawn or did he resign? What came first, the chicken or the egg? He just want to muddy the waters, so nobody knows. So nobody knows. So I'm, as far I'm as... pretty sure, John, if he was on YouTube and he was calling out the mainstream media, etc., um, we'd all know exactly what happened. You know, uh, well, I'm going to... Wouldn't we? I'm going to try and make it a business to to find out exactly what's gone on. And if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to come on and speak, well, then that's fine. You know, that... They just state personal reasons, don't they? Yeah. I would just say, well, no, he, he should actually resign completely and have a by-election there. Go ahead, Graham. Totally agree. And uh, Sue Watson, whatever her name is. Yeah, Jill Watson. Jill Watson, sorry. I know Sue Watson. Has anyone ever had the balls to come on and speak to you? Nope, none nope. whatsoever. That's shocking. I even invited Vanessa Whiting to come on to the show, and she won't do it. You know, we so, almost caught a fish, didn't we? What one of them was about to come on, and then obviously she must have uh, bypassed the media. Yeah. And as soon as they got whiff of it, she didn't turn up. Oh yeah, she didn't oh, turn the, up. And we, she was we, she's resigned from Labour too, hasn't she? Yeah. So. Absolutely. So as it is, I think that we should go out and about and start causing a little bit of mayhem and havoc to see if we can actually get to the truth of the matter of what things are going on. Because you never know. You never know. I mean, you know, stranger things happen. It may simply be political differences, so we, we, we don't really know. Maybe well, then why won't he come on and actually say that? Well, that, that's it, you know. So, uh, you know, we, we just don't know. We just don't know. It's as simple as that. But I find it incredulous, um, you know, that if, if you're in, not just politics, by the way, but if you're in any kind of position, you got there under a particular remit and you you no longer support the, the ethos of how you got to your particular position. You shouldn't be there. You should resign that post. It's Indeed. as simple as that. Indeed. Well, I'll find out within a week. I'll get on to Chatty Ratty and get to the bottom of it. Oh, could you do that? That would be great. Okay. Mark, final comment on that? Uh, I don't really know what to comment because it's all smoke and mirrors, isn't it? So, yeah, we don't know. Again, don't I'll just know. keep an open mind until we actually get some details. It would have been nice for him to come on, but I mean, me and him had a nice little chat. Lovely guy back in 2019 at the election. So I'm sure uh, everything's fine. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, you know what time it is. 
Steve, come on. We have Boss. our Scottish brethren in tonight. Surely you're going to open up that wallet and show them a few butterflies. Buy Graham a drink anytime whatsoever from my secret pocket with my secret stash for special people. And I'll buy you, gentlemen, a drink from my rather Spartan pocket on the other side. (laughs) There's nothing in it whatsoever. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, that guarantees you another mute before the end of the program. Okay. Shout outs, shout downs. We're going to give our Scottish guest first dibs on this because Steve, you normally takes up about another hour. What was it we were saying last week, Trevor? 17 hours was enough for like three podcasts for Steve. That's right. 17 hours. 17 hours. All right. The cutter. Shout outs or shout downs. What have you got, sir? Absolute shout out to you four for having me back on again. That's it. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Pleasure as always. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you all in October, hopefully. Indeed. 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 Okay. Stats man. Shout outs, shout downs. Well, I'm going to have to own up. I wasn't really ill last week. I'd actually got a new job. Ooh. Oh, here we go. It's coming out. Dig, 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 dig <laughs> yeah. that sick note out. Well, dig it I was, out. I was trying to get some goss, so I got a job at the council. <laughs> it didn't quite go well. So on the first day, the boss rang me and he said, where are you, Mark? I said, I'm here. Can't you see me? He said, no. And I said, ah, that's because I now I identify as transparent. <laughs> my pronouns, my pronouns are who, where. <laughs> <That's longer. laughs> transparent. <laughs> that's good i like that that is really really good like yeah. that okay stevie shout out yeah, shout down well, this is a little quote i heard um or, or saw rather this week and uh mark will like this actually it's novak Djokovic, the tennis player which is the principles of decision making on my body are more important than any title so Big hats off to him for standing by his principles. Fair Just enough. a quick note on that. Did you see him when he what, he won something recently, didn't he? It was the US Open. And it was sponsored by Moderna, and they kept popping up every time with Shot of the Day by Moderna. I could believe it. No, exactly. Shot of the Day by Novak <laughs> Djokovic <laughs> by Moderna. Very good. Okay, the oh, gazelle. Boy, I haven't finished one second. I haven't got. Wait a minute. I've yes, got, you have. You're muted. You're muted. Go That's ahead. Finished. Trevor. He's gone. Yes, my doctors keep getting in touch with me again. I've, I've got to get my booster. I've not, even, I've not even had one yet. Why am I having a booster? Anyway, shout out to the Blade Runners for still fighting the fight against you. Let's go indeed, on. Indeed. Indeed. Those people. And my shout down is to the councillors that keep taking the money and won't stand down. Yep. Don't forget. They only got voted in in May, so they've got another four years of that money to keep taking. Well, I'm going to give a shout out, and this is to the Chinese. <laughs> Good luck to you if you can if you can get past <laughs> MI5 after all this time. Well, then in that case, then you know we've got a mole somewhere. Can you imagine a mole? You know, with 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 slanty eyes. Can you imagine? <laughs> They'd it's fit gonna... right into the Conservative Party, wouldn't they, communists? Let's oh, yeah. face it. They would. They you would. wouldn't even spot them. <laughs> Is that no painful down a danger mouse you're talking about there, That's Jonathan? the one. That's the one. <laughs> Chinese version of danger mouse. 
you know, oh yeah, he's a civil servant, you know. And then you suddenly find out, you know, it comes out in a big comedy series, you know, that the whole of the civil service right, are Chinese spies. Probably do a better job than the ones we've got now. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Bet you they wouldn't use aerated concrete. That was it. On their buildings. Anyway, okay, well, that's it. End of the show. Okay, Steve, don't take up too much. Go ahead. What say, now? Say it's goodbye. Well, yes, but I'll finish with this. It's a little quote by Seneca. I like this. Oh, we had to get it in. Do you see that, guys? Yeah, another it, one. Another one. Here we go. Yeah. A gem cannot be polished without friction. Nor a man perfected without trials. And that's what this is every week for me. A trial. trial. A yeah, big yeah. trial. <laughs> yeah, we could we could go along with that. Trial by Steve. Okay. Go ahead. Say goodnight, the cutter. Good night, everybody. It's been a pleasure once more. And Steve, night night, Steve. Night night. Oh my word, he's joined <laughs> the clan. Oh good night. We don't do good night or anything like that, Graham. We do Oh good night. Good night. No, we don't do all that. Stop, stop, stop. We don't do all that. It's you tell proper. us a bedtime story. Bye, bye. We do bye. It's not good night. It's not. It's wrong. We're proper men. Stats, so go ahead. A proper man. Stats. Go on, Stats. Say good night. Uh, farewell, everyone. Thanks for coming on again, Graham. And sweet dreams, Steve. Yep. Oh, listen to this. It's just so pathetically feminine sounding. It's ridiculous. Giselle, go yeah, ahead. Say yeah, good night. I'd just like to say uh, goodbye to our new six million listeners. What we've poached. Yep. From Russell Brown. Yep, indeed, indeed. Well, okay, well, I'm just going to say, Steve, Steve, will you tell us a bedtime story? Oh, good. It's on. just tiresome, isn't it? Really is. Tuck it in, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> We're not going to save this country as Vikings and all the rest, are we? Sounding like this.